Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Stoke the Wild. Thanks for joining us again this week as we continue to discuss arts, creativity, and the things that we find exciting about everything in that creative world. I'm Nick. I'm Joy. And we're excited to be back for another week. Joy, how's it going? It's going, man. (laughs) We were just talking before we we started recording and uh, totally unrelated to uh, what we would normally talk about on, on the show. Uh, but Joy has been doing a lot of sparring as she's been boxing and things like that. And uh, la- was it last week? You got popped pretty hard in the nose. Or was it two weeks ago? Two, no. Well, it, two weeks ago was the first time I bled from my nose. And it, it wasn't that hard, but it was just in the right spot. Last week, I got popped pretty hard. And it was like a gusher. And... Uh, the first week, I, you know, it was just a little bit, and I was like, I didn't really realize I was bleeding until one of uh, my coaches, and was like, go clean up your face. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, and then last week, I got popped pretty good, and it was a lot. Then I knew, you know, it was like a floodgate, and uh, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, she just blew her nose before we started recording. Yeah. And her thought was, oh, my nose is, is still super clogged up, and hopefully my eye doesn't explode. <laughs> it felt like my eyes were going to explode. <laughs> yeah, I got, it wasn't It wasn't that bad yesterday. I got a couple pops, but, uh, like, I think it's just because of the one yeah. last week. Now it bleeds really easily. Yeah, it'll, it'll take time. Yeah. It'll take time. It'll be fine. Anyway. Well, this week we have, um, so it's been, a, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, you know, for those of you who've been listening on the show, there's been a lot of stuff happening. We've been out of town on the road. We've had uh, the Liberty Arts Fest a couple of weeks ago. We've been uh, getting ready for different things coming up. And uh, so it's been, a, it's been a busy week. I, I finished uh, a set of um, sketch cards uh, for Marvel and mm-hmm. Upper Deck that mm-hmm. I've been working on. And... Um, Got those turned in uh, this past Friday, uh, and and it was like it's like cramming sometimes the night before a test just to make sure you have everything in order when when you hit that deadline. Make yeah. sure everything is set to go, um, and uh, so it's been a busy it's been a busy week, but it's yeah. it's it's good to be back on the ones and twos here on the ones in and the, twos. Uh, in the studio. And by studio, I mean our currently sitting at our kitchen table because <laughs> our two year old <laughs> fell asleep in our bed. Yeah, that's life. Yes. What uh, I have a question. What does uh, on the ones and twos mean? Like, I've literally never heard that phrase before. <laughs> <laughs> Going to call me out right here on the show. I'm, so- uh, honestly, I'm sorry. <laughs> it sounded like you knew what it meant. Yeah. On, the, uh, on the old... Uh, on the know. old ones and twos. <laughs> I've heard people say that when they're talking about like sitting at the like mixing board. Really? Yeah, like the channels. Like oh, one and two. gotcha, gotcha. Like producing and as that makes sense. host and producer because we're the ones doing it oh I, oh gotcha. i don't know it's just the first thing that popped in my head okay so that makes sense if i'm wrong email in okay feel free to <laughs> chastise us <laughs> don't at me bro <laughs> uh well i am really glad that we are kind of settled and we're home and um yes it has been a couple crazy weeks <clears throat> But it's nice to be back home. It's nice yeah. to be kind of getting into sort of a rhythm. And, like, it will change in a few days. That that will go away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, w- it will change in a few days. Uh, coming up here, um, I think I've mentioned this. Yeah, you, you know. have. Uh, so coming up here in a couple of days, I'm having that, that neck surgery. Yep. Sorry, I thought I was going to burp right into the microphone. <laughs> And You're gonna edit that out, aren't you? Uh, no, I probably won't. Just, <laughs> just, 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 there's no time, no time with everything else going on. Right. Anyway, I thought I was gonna burp right into the microphone. No, um, the uh, this is gonna be our weirdest episode yet. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, I've got the surgery on uh, August eighth here coming up, where yes. they're doing some disc replacements in my neck because uh, mm-hmm. of some uh, degenerative stuff going on in some bone spurs. So yeah, yeah we've got a, we've, things are going to change in a couple of days just for at least the recovery period from that. Um, 
but hopefully you won't miss us on the show. We'll have a couple of, of things recorded and ready to go, so that mm-hmm. way you guys are mm-hmm. still getting content, but also um, uh, it, it should be... I should be able to sit down and, and do an episode, you know, not too long after that. So uh, it'll be good. You shouldn't. Yeah. You guys, you guys won't even notice. I think hopefully. this is this is my personal opinion. I think you should at least make sure to show me how to use the switchboard. Uh, that way so you're that, ready on the ones and twos. So that, yeah, so that <laughs> I'm ready on the ones and twos. Um, so that, you know. If we do need to record another episode, then I'm just able to handle that. And I'm just totally off on like Vicodin. <laughs> Actually, I really would love to secretly record an episode with you while you're on painkillers. I think that push would be a great. red button. Don't what? Yeah, I think it would be really fun. Yeah, you could sneak in the stuff into the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be fun. Uh, what are you doing, Joy? I don't <laughs> think I would do that. No, I mean like when you are at home. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll mm-hmm. be good. It'll be fine. <clears throat> so, uh, one of the things, though, that uh, even even though there's a bunch of crazy stuff that we've just kind of gotten out of, and then crazy things that are about to happen. Yes. Like Joy said, we're there is something exciting about hitting the month of August. You kind of get back into the routine, um, especially if you have kids. You know, with the school, school. and you know, getting a daily schedule in oh, and. <laughs> If you are a parent, having hours in the day to yourself again. And, um, <laughs> I yeah. love my kids, but I love school. Yeah, it is It is a nice reprieve from the crazy of summer when, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seems no like order, nothing is ever chaos. good enough. It's yeah, chaos. I mean, it's just chaos. Uh, yeah, but sometimes it's just like, let's do this. No. Okay, how about this? No. no. And you're just like, I don't know. And I've, then you give up and you're like, fine, just go outside and play. I'm bored. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. And Do you know what our friend Corey does? What? She tells her kids they have to play outside for two hours before they can have a popsicle. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that amazing? And she said, I don't even buy like the nice popsicles. I buy the cheap freezer pops. <laughs> Those are my favorite. And she <laughs> I, I would be fine with that. She, she said they are so excited by the time they get that popsicle. <laughs> They're not allowed to come sc- in unless there's like an emergency. So <laughs> that, sound, that sounds like Corey. Yeah. Corey, if you listen to this. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, good on you. It was fantastic. I, I wish that I had that kind of commitment. Stamina. She says, she she was like, <laughs> she was like, I'm just being mean. I was like, no, you're just not giving in because it's much easier to give in. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good mom. She's a great mom. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, but with within all of that, I had the opportunity just this past Monday to um, get up to uh, the Art Institute of Chicago, yeah. and uh, take our son Joaquin with us, uh, or with me, and uh, it was a it was a great time. And so I kind of just want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we saw in the museum, and his reactions uh, mm. to that. And mm-hmm. uh, he's he's currently asleep because of what time we are recording. But yes, the uh, we should have had him on the show. That would have been hilarious. But the, oh, uh, that would be great. The uh, so we'll have to do that sometime, and he can talk about it as a seven-year-old art geek. As yeah, he, he loved it. But um, so we we got a chance, him and I, um, to get up to the art institute, and uh, just just living about an hour away from Chicago, it was it was nice to be able to head into the city. And mm-hmm. um, he has only been there a couple of times, and not not really ever long enough to to do any exploring so we took the train into the city uh, which is first train ride and that whole thing he was just like this is amazing yeah Uh, he said uh he said overall through the whole day his favorite part was riding the train Uh, (laughs) but he he had favorite moments at the art institute so he's like this was my favorite thing at the at the art museum Mm -hmm. but overall the best part of the day was the train ride. (laughs) that's hilarious i remember commuting and sometimes the worst part of my day was the train ride yeah uh, he was uh, he was great. So we we uh, we we take the train into the city and we walk uh, several blocks, you know, from where the train station is, 
to the art institute which mm-hmm. isn't terribly far but um you know we had the chance to just walk and explore the city and for him to kind of see that and you know uh, being seven, I was like, you know, stay close. There's a lot of people. It's busy. You know, I don't want you to get lost or anything like that. And um, so it was cool to just kind of like show him these areas and these places that you and I explored when we were um, in college or yeah. uh, that I got to explore growing up and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it was a lot of fun. And um, so we get to the Art Institute. And if you've Never been to the Art Institute in Chicago, uh, or you're not from the Chicagoland area. There are two um, lion statues right out front yeah. of the main entrance. And um, right next to uh, one of the lion statues uh, is an area, the general area, where both my parents... Um, can't remember the exact story but it, if it was my dad asked my mom to marry him there what yeah like right outside the art I don't, I, well, I don't know this story or if, uh, or if it was minute. that they they kind of talked about getting married there I can't remember the exact details but right around that art institute mm. area is where that has happened is that why you took me to the art institute no it was just like it was a free day I'm getting <laughs> to that story <laughs> so but then joy and I on our second um I don't know how else better to describe it. Um, it, it was a de- it was a date, but it wasn't like we were dating yet. It was uh, yeah, it was like a second like trial date, like yeah. you were on probation. <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah, still on my, the my probation probationary period. Probationary date, yeah. So, <clears throat> but Joy and I we went out to the art institute on our second date um, mm-hmm. before we were going out as boyfriend and girlfriend, and. Yeah. Um, it was raining so hard that day mm, when we went out, mm-hmm. um, and it was a free day. I, I think it was free, at least free for students, so it didn't cost us anything. Yeah. Um, but we were able to walk around the Art Institute, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so I'm showing him, hey, so like this is where Mom and I, we were out on our second date. And then I, I felt like Mufasa. I like pointed to the dark area where Panda Express is across the street, and I go, "And that right over there, that's the Elephant Graveyard." No, that's uh, that's <laughs> the Panda Express, and that's where your mom and I went and and ate, or at least I ate. Oh, yeah, I did not eat <clears throat> after we were done at the museum, and I professed my feelings for her, and she said, "I will never date you." I never said that. I did not say that. It felt like that. Though. I, it did not. That's a gross overstatement you said something along the lines of i don't think this is going to work i while i may have feelings for you which i'm not even sure if you said that much but you said you said something along i don't think this is gonna work and you shouldn't wait for me there is no point i didn't say that everything is meaningless (laughs) and then i started quoting ecclesiastes (laughs) No, that's not what happened. I have a great memory about some things. Terrible memory about others. That was a door. Ladies and gentlemen, our children. Shall I go check? Yes, go check. Um, I will continue this story while Joy goes and checks. I will set the record straight later. Yeah. So regardless of what was said exactly, the point was that as the, on that day, as we were out on our date, the uh, Joy basically said, look, this is, this is probably not going to happen. And the, you know, she had gotten out of some bad relationships and there had been a long history of just kind of awkward quote-unquote dates and stuff while she was in in college before her and I started spending a lot of time together and uh, there was this moment where she was like look don't wait for me because I don't know if I'll ever feel ready to date you Um, and I basically just said well I can't turn my feelings off Uh, I care about you and I can't just it's not a switch I can just flip off and say oh okay she does you know this isn't gonna happen so I can move on so I just said, as as long as I feel this way, I'm, I'll I'll be here, like I'll be around, and uh, I'll try not to bother you. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to you know keep that to myself, but um, just know that as long as these feelings are here, I will, I will be here. And um, 
if you ever, you know, begin to feel like this might work and I still feel the same way, then, you know, we'll see what happens. And, uh, from that point, you know, we, uh, we, we went back to Moody, uh, where we went to college. We went, we took the train back and it's still raining. It's still pouring. And I, even though I is still snoring. Yeah. Even though I understood and accepted what she said, you know, I, I was a little frustrated. Uh, you gotta admit, I was a little frustrated because that's not how I thought it was going to go. We had a really amazing first date and the second date, even though it wasn't as good, both due to the rain and the fact that this was the response I got, I thought, you know, I thought that there had been more of a chance for me and, um, you know, it's hard you put yourself out there and, and, you know, I, I, I thought that it was going to go a little bit differently just based on our interactions over the last, you know, month and a half specifically. And then those dates. So as we're coming back into the plaza area at Moody Bible Institute, uh, and it's raining, there's this giant couple of puddles cause there were some potholes in the pavement mm-hmm. right outside one of the buildings. And in my frustration, I just kicked this puddle. I don't think you me- meant to kick it at me. You just kicked it because you were upset. Yeah, I I don't think I meant to kick it at you either. But it definitely all landed on me. (laughs) I kicked this puddle and it just drenches joy. And I mean, like she's already wet. It's raining. Yeah, but but this just like, you know, it's it's like oh, it's raining, and then someone dumps a bucket of water on you. It's a little (laughs) bit different, right? So that happens, and. I just feel like the col- like the color like leave my face. I'm like, oh no, I've death sealed my fate. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, this is that. Why did I do that? This is this is. Oh no! And uh, <clears throat> so enjoy as she she turns around because she was kind of walking in front of me. You know, I'm putzing behind her, feeling sorry for myself when that happens. And she turns around and she was wearing this like I was wearing a cap. Yeah, like an old paperboy hat type cap. And uh, she just sticks it in the puddle and like puts it right on my head and like gets me wet back like from the puddle. And then we begin to have this puddle fight in the plaza. True story. And as that is happening, I think to myself, there's a chance. (laughs) There's a chance. Well, well, yeah. Only because why would she do this crazy, ridiculous thing, which, let's be honest, is super, like, out of the movies. Like, puddle fight, like, oh, I'm upset. Oh, this turned into a a silly kind of uh, flirtatious puddle fight thing that definitely was happening. It, like, legitimately happened. And <laughs> I was like, I have a chance. So... But but I think that the day is over at that point for, for Joy and I, and I head upstairs. and I was freezing. You know, to get changed because it's soaking wet. And then she, like, calls me or texts me and just says, hey, uh, you want to go grab some food and, and study? And I was like, I thought this was not going to happen, and we weren't going to spend as much time together. And <laughs> <laughs> I still thought of you as my friend, though. Like, yeah. you know, I, I was like, okay, so we're not dating, but you're still my friend. Yeah, and rightfully so, we would spend a ton of time together because that wouldn't be confusing. He said, confused? Shouldn't be confusing. It probably shouldn't, but like that's a hard place to be in. Anyway, so I'm telling Joaquin a shorter version of that story uh, (laughs) as we're standing by the lions and, uh, you know, just kind of recounting that history and stuff like that. And he's like, wait, mom said she wouldn't date you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he's like, that's funny because you're married. And I was like, <laughs> I know, that's what, it is funny because yeah. we are married. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but we go into the museum. We, uh, you know, check our bag and do all that stuff. And uh, he has a little uh, sketchbook and pencil that he brought with. And I have my sketchbook and pencil. And I was like... Joaquin, anytime you see something you want to stop, like you want to stop and you want to draw it or you want to write notes on it, we can do that. You know, we have as much time as you want to have here today. We're going to walk around and, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have to rush through anything. Um, 
and whatnot. And it was ended up being a great day, like for the museum. Uh, I felt like there was a ton of people there when we arrived. Mm-hmm. But it was at every exhibit or wing that we ended up going to, there was so like few people, like the way that we ended up kind of walking through things. It wasn't like we were fighting to see stuff, which was great. The way it worked out, even even when we stopped for lunch in the cafe, we arrived like 30 minutes before like a bunch of people did and everything was super easy for us. So it was fantastic. But we started with the Japanese art. Um, he wanted, he specifically Joaquin's goal was to see a bunch of statues and, um, <laughs> I didn't know and that sculptures. He's like, I want to see sculptures. I want to see statues. I want to see like, I didn't know that. Like the, the big, like hands-on type of mm-hmm. stuff, you know, when it comes to art and, uh, that's funny. And at first he wasn't super interested in like <clears throat> stuff hanging on the walls. He wanted to see mm-hmm. like the, like how people built these things and, um, we 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 have a friend and uh, it's uh, Joy's sister's boyfriend. His name is Ari, who is a sculptor. Mm-hmm. And so I think Joaquin has seen some of his stuff and has you know yeah. when he, as he's been over and talked about it. Uh, Ari has kind of talked about some of that stuff, and so I think it interests Joaquin. So he wanted to see yeah. that. Um, but as we're walking through like the building on our way to the area, the the Greek and Roman Byzantine area where there's a lot of sculptures and. Um, statues and things like that that he mm-hmm. wanted to see we pass the asian art section and some japanese art and there's this painting of a wrestler and he's like oh that's cool and so we like turn down that <laughs> wing and we see all these different watercolor and ink pieces and mm-hmm. japanese art and these different pots and pans made out of clay and things like that He's like, I want to, I want to sketch this pot, and so he sits down, like right on the middle of the floor, and just like pulls out <laughs> a sketchbook and starts sketching yeah. uh, this like really oddly shaped like pot, like mm-hmm. like you know rhombus, yeah, is just like whatever angles, yeah. It was like that, like hmm. the pot itself was like a whatever angle on each side, <laughs> um, and it wasn't because that. There's like no way to measure or whatever. Um, other pots in the collection uh, behind the glass that we saw were, you know, very round and like uniform or very mm-hmm. square and uniform. Mm-hmm. This was like intentionally sideways, different. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he really liked it. So uh, it was a watering jar, mm. and so he sketched that out and sat down and sketched it. And we kept walking, and so we got to Japanese art, and then. Uh, we we went from there to um, this spiral staircase right um, in the center of that wing, and it was beautiful, like beautiful stone, and the architecture was really cool. And we uh, walk up the staircase, and again, there's like nobody there. And uh, so I get a couple pictures of him as he's like walking up the staircase, which is really cool. And we get up there, and we're at the Renaissance art wing. And I was a little nervous at first. You know, a lot of Renaissance art is is surprisingly graphic like yeah, when it comes to, like, you know, the death of Christ and, yeah. you know. Violence, yeah, nudity. Yeah. Things like that. And, you know, so I was a little I was a little more cautious of, like, you know, if he's like, I don't like this and wanting to, like, walk yeah. out of there. Yeah. Um, but as we're walking through, he's like, oh, wow, that's, that's like Jesus, like, on the cross. And that's mm. this. And that's, oh, that that's Moses with the 10 commandments. Like, you mm. know, and he's pointing out these uh, Bible stories and we're mm-hmm. walking through that. And he's, he was, I mean, he was very good when he came, like he, he's quiet. He's not like loud and shouting mm-hmm. things. He's not running through. And there are some other kids there doing that type of stuff, but yeah. he was very good about walking with me. And, good. um, he'd ask me things like, what is that? What mm. is that made out of? And, you know, sometimes he couldn't, he wasn't tall enough to see like the plaque, you know, so we'd stop and we'd read the plaque and, mm-hmm talk about it but we're walking through that wing and then we get to um some of the medieval art and then the medieval armor and armory mm-hmm. where they have like all the um all the cool different armor pieces for like uh um, um tournament fighting so like jousting oh, yeah. and yeah. fencing and all the stuff that they would do like for the king or the noble person in the area as well as like the battle armor and stuff like that and mm-hmm. weapons. And he's like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're walking through and looking at swords and these 
very, very early types of like firearms from like, you know, the 14th century and stuff like that. Hmm. And, um, and he was just like really, he was really amazed at like how all this stuff through time, you know, has one been preserved, but also just like how that's like become a form of art, like just to see it and stylized and things like that. Yeah. And, um, as we leave there and we continue to make, try to get to the statues and sculptures that he want to see, wants to see, he said, mm-hmm. dad, I really, I really like that. The, what, what was it called? The rent, rent art, rent, 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 renaissance, you know, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's renaissance. He's like, yeah, the renaissance art with, uh, with all the different pictures of Jesus and Bible stories. Mm. He's like, I really like that. And that ended up being his favorite part of the museum. Mm. Um, even though he was really excited about the sculptures, he enjoyed that, yeah. uh, that art area, uh, as his favorite. Hmm. And so we make it down to the statues and sculptures in the Byzantine area, era, uh, area and era of, of, uh, of that art. And we're, we're seeing, you know, these like crazy big, like head sculptures with like noses missing and like, yeah. you know, all the classic, you know, here's a beautiful woman statue with the arms gone, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> and that type of stuff, you know, and, uh, yeah. columns and early Roman architecture and, mm-hmm. um, the pots that have like the paintings and, and murals along the side of them and all this stuff. And it was yeah. really cool. And just like how fascinated he was by how all that stuff was made. Like, how, how do they make that statue? Oh, that's made out of marble. They had to chip away and carve away and, mm-hmm. you know, polish that to get it the way they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And all this different stuff as we talked about it. And uh <clears throat> it was it was one of the coolest things to experience that with him and just see how excited he was to to learn not only about different art forms, but to also be excited about um some of that history. And mm-hmm. like I like even though I'm not a super intense history person, I like history and I like stories. Yeah. And um art tell stories and mm-hmm. one of my favorite things that uh, I saw there was a just a plaque on the wall at the museum near the the Byzantine art and Greek and Roman art area that I took a picture of and um, the plaque says collecting stories collecting is a universal human impulse Throughout history, people have collected everything from mundane objects of daily life to natural wonders to highly prized works of art The reasons for collecting are as limitless as the choice of objects themselves, but a number of motivations endure. There are many collectors who seek to preserve the past, whether to retain memories of one's own experience or to link oneself to a distant place and time. Others form collections to express aspects of self-identity, including their expertise and taste, or to project wealth, status, and power. Some collect purely for the thrill of the chase and the pleasure of acquiring a sought-after object. Ancient artworks such as those on display here have been valued and sought after by collectors from antiquity right through the present day. From the time of their creation, they have been viewed and appreciated in different contexts, ranging from their original ancient settings in both public and private spaces to the homes of collectors in more recent times, and finally to their current display in the museum. I just thought that that whole idea of kind of like assigned value, like... Mm -hmm. There's nothing inherently uh, valuable about anything that we we see there. I mean, yes, right. some of those pieces are made like with gold and silver, and you know, so there is sure. a there's a financial value in that. But a lot of it being art, art and being being art and subjective and dealing with that, there is a there's a sense that you know some of it is isn't assigned value. Yeah, and as people were like, oh, I think this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. and other people agreed they decided that that meant something that, that was worth something and so they began to collect these pieces whether it be statues or paintings or things like that mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you have this curated area where people can come and look at all these other beautiful and now ancient pieces mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as storytellers we collect stories in our own lives and then we have we are walking museums of our own design mm-hmm. and the design of the experiences that we've we've had and now we live out curating those stories for 
you know, our guests and those mm-hmm. guests are the people that we come into contact with or the yeah. people who read our books or who look at our drawings or who, you know, watch our YouTube videos or whatever it is that we're doing to create mm-hmm. um, in our own unique way. We are telling the history of our stories, you know, in different ways, which I just, as I, you know, thought through that, found it very, very fascinating. Yeah, for sure. So we wrap up the day from there, uh, walking through some of the contemporary and modern art, which Joaquin, they had a lot more abstract stuff. And he was like, uh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little more, some, some more graphic stuff in some of that with some of the modern art. Yeah. He's like, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so we didn't spend a lot of time there, but it was fascinating, you know, um, just, you know, he got to see some Picasso pieces and mm. um, some Jackson Pollock pieces and things yeah. like that, which right now he's like, I don't know who that is or care. But <clears throat> as he continues to study artists and things like that, he'll he'll find out who those are and he'll he'll know that he's seen some of that stuff, which is cool. Yeah. And uh, and then we got to walk through the last exhibit we walked through was the London Underground. Um, and it was a history of posters Hmm. Um, oh man, going, I want to say going back like 150, maybe 200 years of like poster art and paintings that they would use in, in the underground. I don't know how long the underground has been there. Maybe it's not that long. Maybe it's only a hundred years. I don't know. (coughs) Now I can't remember off the top of my head, but the, uh, (laughs) You know, all these different posters and design things, things like come visit the circus, you know, mm, mm. and or Christmas time in London. And mm. some of them are old enough to be like paintings that were then photographed and then, you know, uh, cut and pasted onto a bigger piece. And mm. then, you know, and then copied in, in the way that they did old printing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then obviously some are more modern. And so you have it all as digital print and then, you know, made it up into posters and so you have Mm -hmm. this like history and things from you know this is what's going on at this time all the way to this is a seasonal thing and these different posters and advertisements Hmm. um about you know you're trying to get to you know um this is how little I know about London you're trying to get to this area you know take the London underground yeah but it's all about like what's what's that way Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was really cool just to look at some of that graphic design, even before it was digital. Yeah. And how people like thought about design. Yeah. Through history, uh, when advertising, which was which was cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yeah. And so we had we had a great trip and had the opportunity to walk through the city and explore the museum and share stories of our own and mm-hmm. uh, collect new ones. And it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. I have a quick question because it's something that uh, I recently had a conversation with the kids about. And I'm going to be honest, I don't remember if it was before you guys went to the Art Institute or after. Um, When you guys were in the Renaissance section, um, did were any of those paintings of Jesus or uh, characters from the Bible, were any of them not white? I want to say no. Uh, right. Uh, almost, I'm almost certain that all of them were very white. Yeah. Because. Because in that era, that was what. Yeah. Well, you know, Europeans. Right. Like kind of owned Renaissance yeah. art. And. Um, yeah. And they like pirated yeah, the from, image of Jesus. Mm. From, from Italy to France to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The UK. And yeah. I say they, I mean we, because ultimately. Yeah. We are their descendants. Um, there, it's possible. You know, I wasn't thinking about that. I mean, I thought about, wow, man, Jesus is so white. You know, <laughs> in, in these things. Because he's like, not white, yeah. Right. Um, but I wasn't, especially because I was also making sure as we were walking through there, Joaquin wasn't like. Touching things? <laughs> well, not just touching things. Because um, some of that stuff is more open air. Like, 
there yeah. isn't a display in front of it so you oh, there's like yeah, a piece yeah. of tape on the ground you're not supposed to cross oh <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i remember so for that some of those now. things i'm like nope you gotta stay yeah. behind the line yeah that makes sense yeah uh, so there was some of that but also but like, not to your memory not to my memory was there anything yeah. that made me go oh yeah here's f- a more accurate depiction yeah um yeah It'd be yeah. interesting now that you mentioned that to walk through there again, though, and maybe look for it. I've never seen a piece of Renaissance art that displayed Jesus or any other character from the Bible as anything other than yeah. white. Yeah. Um, if there's any, if there's any distinct dark, darker version of Jesus in there, mm-hmm. it's probably due to the age of the piece, right? Versus Not the intentional. That. Yeah. Not actually being created that way. Yeah. When I ask, because recently we were talking about it, I think we were in the car actually, and um, what were we listening? To? Oh, we were listening to Lecrae, and there's a lyric in one of his songs, and he says, "And I love God, I love Jesus, not the European Jesus with the orange perm <laughs> and the soft eyes and the thin lips." And Joaquin was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. So I turned it down and I was like, well, uh, a lot of people, you know, talk about Jesus like he was white or there are paintings and pictures of him that show him as being white. But Jesus is not actually white. And he was like, what? And his mind was blown. And then um, he's like, wow, I didn't, you know, and I was like, well, think about it. He's not from America. You know, he's from, he's a Hebrew. He's Jewish man from Nazareth. And so we talked about that and like history and all of these different things. And he was like, what, what is he now? <laughs> and I was like, he is still brown. He is in his glorified body in heaven. And we believe this because he still has the nail holes in his hands. He still has the scars on his back and the, his side is still pierced even though he is in his glorified body. Yeah. And, and sorry. Well, I was just going to say it's, it's that, you know, uh, quote unquote, doctrinated nature of how we see things. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, even though as a kid, I read the Bible and um, was super, especially in high school and then obviously going to college, you know, and intentional and intense about what I was reading and stuff there. Yeah. Until like you really think about it that way, you don't think about it that way. When, I, yeah. when you're when you're when you're white, white American. Yeah, I think that if you're white, you don't think about it that way. Um, but it was just an interesting conversation because Joaquin and, and Zoe were like, "Well, then how come there are so many pictures of him that make him look white?" And you know, then we had that conversation of like, whiteness is valued, <clears throat> and whiteness is considered was and is considered by some still to be, you know, that, like, that that is the standard. Oh, there's a light on upstairs. Yeah, and just for the record, we disagree with that viewpoint. Yes, we disagree with that viewpoint of whiteness being the standard and whiteness when we need to, like, you know, it's a conversation that we consistently have with ourselves and with each other of, like, divorcing ourselves from whiteness. Yeah, and that, like especially as artists mm-hmm. and as for us and for Joy and I and as our family, as followers of Christ, like we believe we're created in the image of God and that all people yeah. are created in the image of God. And that's not just something we say and then live differently. Right. But God was the creator, is the creator and he created everything. And so he also made us creative and he's made everyone to be creative. Yeah. And in his image and his image is so much bigger than the color of skin. Yeah. And his image is so much grander than the differences we have in the way that we look. And that image is the beauty of who he's made each and every one of us to be unique in our own ways as Mm -hmm. masterpieces designed with purpose. Mm -hmm. And while we live in a broken and messed up world, his image is still um, apparent in the fingerprints and the lives of his people across the world, mm-hmm. brown, yellow, red, white, it doesn't matter. And 
what's amazing to me is that you can have you can have such a different like opinion um, of the people that you come into contact with, you know, about about faith and about all that stuff. But the the truth is that <clears throat> for me anyway, at the end of the day, whether you believe in God or not, I believe that you have value and you are important. And we can disagree on so many other things, but I will never, ever undervalue you based on what you look like because I believe that you are important to God and because God is important to me I'm going to treat you with respect and dignity as a human being and that's the the biggest thing I want to be able to pass on more than mm-hmm. anything uh, especially in the world that we live in today mm-hmm. so that's not necessarily art specific there but I just wanted right. to make that clear since it came up yeah no, and I think it does, though, it it made me think about it because of, like, you talking about assigning value to certain things in art. And, like, one of the conversations that we had was, you know, that I had with the kids was, well, if, how come there are not very many pictures of Jesus as a brown man, um, you know, with darker skin and dark eyes and um, dark hair and all of these things. And we had that conversation of like assigned value. And um, I think I was in college the first time I like sat there and thought about like, it's interesting how, because I love Renaissance art too, but it is interesting how we've placed such a high value on something that's historically inaccurate. Um, and it just made me think about that. And I have not been back to the Art Institute in... Since then? Since since you and I went. I have not yeah. been back. And I don't periodically go through Renaissance art. I just remember what I've seen. And so now I want to go searching. Well, that, that day that Joaquin and I went was um, the first time I had been there since we went as well. Oh, really? So, yeah, it was, it was cool to then re-explore that, you know, being there um but yeah uh yeah. now that we have our membership there you know being yeah, able to go, go back is is going to be exciting yeah joaquin actually just woke up he did uh and so i'm gonna ask him a question and he can be on the show you want to be on the show for a minute okay okay i'm gonna give him my headphones and my microphone okay and uh i'll scoot over okay okay here we go <clears throat> You hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Scoot over because you got to talk into the mic. Don't shout. Just talk just into talk it. Okay. Right here, I'm gonna move it down. It's gonna be a little noisy for a second. Yeah. There you go. Figure since we're talking about the art I institute, guess. so you're and, just gonna sit right there and, and whatnot. Talk. And he woke up. We could. Why can't you say hi to everybody? <laughs> you can talk normal. It's okay. <laughs> um. So, Joaquin, did you have fun at the art institute this past week? Yes. What was your favorite part of the Art Institute? Everything. <laughs> Did you have one specific area you liked? Renaissance. The Renaissance art? And uh what was uh what was what was kind of what did you think of like seeing all that stuff? Oh, okay. That's okay. Did you find the paintings and sculptures fascinating? Yes. And uh, as we were walking through there, um, especially in the Renaissance area, what what did you uh, did you think it was? Did you think it was strange that like some of the pictures and things like that um, were kind of sad looking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this one thing I've noticed about Renaissance art, sometimes it that there there appears to be a great sense of sadness or tragedy in it, right? Yes. All right. Can you tell me what uh 
what was one other thing you really liked about the museum? Um, gift shop. The gift shop. Yeah, why is that? Pretty much because, like, they had a bunch of amazing things in there. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. You know what I enjoyed going to? I forgot to talk about this. Uh, but one of my favorite sections with you was hanging out in the architecture section. <clears throat> where we got to see, like, the, the way people build things. Like, obviously, buildings and things like that. And there was drawings and paintings of buildings. But then they also had the architecture of, like chairs and stuff and you got to change you sat down had, and you copied a chair right yeah and they had like they had like a bunch of bathrooms and yeah there was how they designed bathrooms and things like that and then also then also they also um designed they also designed um a bunch of a bunch of other things like other picture machines and stuff Yep. And do you remember that area where we got to see how they turned, um, how there's this person who has been taking hay and stuff like that and turning it into thread? Yeah, compressing it and turning it into thread. And then also using that to create other textiles like boxes and chairs and different things like that, right? Yeah. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, very cool. Well, Joaquin, I had a lot of fun hanging out with you in Chicago and at the Art Institute. And thank you for sharing your thoughts on the show. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right. So we're going to do a segment now uh, called What We're Going to Do Today, where we talk about the projects and things that we're working on. So what we're going to do today. So what we're going to do today is a segment where we talk about everything that's coming up, projects we're working on, stuff we're going to do, uh, and even some of the things that we've been working on just to help keep each other accountable. So um, if you have projects you're working on uh, as you listen to the show that you want to email us about, you can email uh, Stoke the Wild Podcast at stokethewild at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on our website, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at stokethewild. Shoot us a DM and, and let us know what's going on in your life. And we can help keep each other accountable on that. Um, so real quick, as uh, as we kind of wrap things up here, um, I think Joy just dropped a water bottle on her toe. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, home podcast recording. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So some of the things that we're working on right now, uh, first, Joy is taking care of our two-year-old who also just wo uh, woke up. Um, so Joaquin's going to join me for this segment as well, right, Joaquin? Yes. Y yes. Yes. Make sure you're talking to the mic. Good job. All right. So um, Joy's been working on um, some of her different pieces as she's talked about before, including continuing to make block prints and things like that and working on gesture drawings. And she's got a project in mind that she wants to try and work on that... Um, uh, I'll let her next week maybe talk more about as she continues to develop it, but it has to do with gesture drawing and kind of exploring, um, exploring healing through understanding pain and trauma and, um, and, and working through that as, as part of her practice in gesture drawing and things like that. But I'll let her talk about, talk more about that, uh, perhaps next week. <clears throat> Joaquin, uh, since you've been kind of getting more into art and doing stuff, is there anything that you're trying to do this week or in the next two weeks before school starts when it comes to art? Um, yes. What are you working on? Trying to build, I'm trying to like make a bunch of art sculptures. Oh yeah? What, what are, you, what are but, you using to build the sculptures? Like, I try using Legos, it doesn't work. I try using other things, it doesn't work. I'm going to need modeling clay though. Oh, you need some modeling clay? Uh, you've built some pretty cool stuff out of Legos, though. Even though the Legos come apart and you reuse them for other things, you've built some pretty cool things. Yeah. Uh, I remember you built a fully functioning, like, dart gun with your Legos. Like, without instruction or anything, you just built it, and it even shot out, like, one of the Lego projectiles, which was really cool. 
And uh, you've designed some pretty cool, like, castles and ships and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> we'll have to get you some modeling clay if you want to build your own sculptures and do some of that stuff. That'd be fun. I'd like to practice more of that myself and, and kind of learn some of that. That would be cool to do together, don't you think? Yes. Cool. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show... I've got this surgery coming up on Thursday, so a couple of things that I'm trying to finish before my surgery is I have a commission painting that I'm in the middle of right now uh, for some friends of ours that uh, commissioned me to do this painting. And so I've got to finish that up in the next day or two before the surgery and uh, get that over to them. And I finished up that Marvel um, card project that I was working on. Don't, don't scratch the microphone because you can hear all that. Thank you. <laughs> so the uh, the Marvel sketch project that I was working on, finished that up. And uh, post-surgery, um, I've got a couple of things that I've got in mind. Um, and I'm hoping that through the recovery process and having to kind of take it easy a little bit will kind of force me to kind of sit still and work on it. But that includes some more of the writing and things that I've got going on. I've written a few more poems for the poetry book, and so it's just a matter of getting those illustrated. That's kind of what we got on the docket right now, um, but we're excited about that. So, and there's been a lot of fun and exciting stuff that we've we've got planned as we continue to head into this next chapter and adventure of our lives, and uh, we're just glad that you guys, as listeners, are joining us through that. So, thank you guys. Um, as we wrap up the show now, Joaquin, is there anything else you want to add? No. <laughs> no. Well, thanks for helping me out here at the end of the show, buddy. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll get you an episode next week. If you think of it, um, you know, send some prayers up for this surgery coming out this week, and um, uh, we look forward to, to being back on the show next week, and we'll catch you later. Thanks. Bye.